Welcome to episode 4 of the JFK Podcast. A quick overview of this episode. We'll be covering the biography of Lee Harvey Oswald, the assassination of JFK, and the aftermath of the assassination. This is History Talks with History Buff 1836, a podcast about the assassination of 35th President of the United States, John F. Kennedy. There is no clear understanding of the motive that Lee Harvey Oswald had to kill Kennedy. Even the Warren Commission failed to clear that up. The Warren Commission is the group of the people who were assigned to investigate the assassination of JFK. The only thing they can say about it, his motive was that he was motive he was moved by a hostile environment. Remember that Dallas was named a hostile city after someone of high priority was Oswald was born in New Orleans of nineteen thirty nine. He became a civil air patrol as a teenager. The group was ran by David Free. He was a part of the plot to assassinate JFK. There's a conspiracy theory about uh, this guy, but that's for a different episode. Moving forward, by 1956, he enlisted into the United States Marine Corps as a radar operator. He took a trip to Russia to receive training, even though he did not qualify for an for expert marksman, who is a person who is skilled shooting with a pistol or rifle. Later announcing his intentions to give Soviet Union radar secrets, handling handing his pass United States passport to the US Embassy and giving his citizenship to them. Later marrying and having a daughter with the so- with in Soviet Union. He did get his identity stolen while in Soviet Union and in the United States. There's a conspiracy theory about believing that there were two Lee Harvey Oswalds, but I'll go through greater details in the future episodes. In 1962, Lee, ap- Lee applied to leave Soviet Union along with his wife and his daughter, previously announcing that he was a traitor. He did not get charged with being a traitor. Even more odd, he got a job for the U.S. Army as a classified map worker again. When JFK's trip was announced to Dallas, Lee's friend helped him get a job at the Texas School Book Depository. That's where the assassination happened. Alright, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about the assassination. Welcome back. Now is the time we'll be discussing the assassination of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Before we get into this, people... The people in Kennedy's limo was Agent Greer as the driver. Agent Killerman in the front passenger side. John's wife... Jackie Kennedy, Governor Calling, and his wife. The motorcade was scheduled to leave Westfield Airport at 11.30 a.m. to drive through Dallas. Before arriving at the luncheon he was scheduled to attend, the tour through Dallas was going to take roughly 45 minutes. Again, Kennedy was in Dallas for a luncheon at 12.10 p.m., but he had spent more time than anticipated with the crowd at the airport. When he arrived, and uh, he addressed the crowd at the airport in Fort Worth. And after 15 minutes of being late, the motorcade was on its way through Dallas. Another big question to the investigation of the assassination was not able to be answered. The question was: Lee Harvey Oswald at the Texas Book Depository around 12 and 12:30 p.m. as the motorcade was making its way through the assassination location, or one person who was not identified located him in the lunchroom 
the second floor around 12.25. He seemed really calm what he was about to do. Remember, he, uh, remember that Oswald's friend had got him the job at the Texas School Book Depository. The shooting took place on the sixth floor, but he could not have been up there right before the shooting. What takes place? Oh, excuse me. Mr. Williams was up there eating lunch and saw no one up there. Another mystery was Oswald. Was Oswald a lone gunman? If so, why did he not shoot Jeff Gay at the end of Houston Street, giving him a perfect shot? At 12.30 p.m., Kennedy motorcade was heading toward Elm Street in front of the Texas School Book Depository. Before this, Oswald assess and this is where Oswald assassinated Kenny. Some of the people uh, of the Warren Commission here is to be formed later. That the first shot had missed Kennedy, but witness and some of the Warren Commission other members say a different story. Oswald paused after the first shot and shot two more times closer together. One of the well known films captured the shot shooting was filmed by witness Abraham Zeppelin. In the video, you can see Kennedy holding his throat after the first shot, and Governor Colling turning around, and Governor Colling turning around, and getting shot in back, and saying, "Oh no, 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 my God, they have going to kill us all." Agent Tillerman shouted out, "We're hit!" You, you, th you would think that they would have some type of uh, code words, but now they were going. This is where things got interesting. Following standard procedures of protecting President Andrew Greer hit the brakes, giving the shooter who was always at a perfect chance to make sure to kill them. Agent Clint Hill jumped from the running board of the following follow-up car as Jackie Kennedy was climbing out of the car trying to get the piece of the President Kennedy's head that was shot off. At this time, sirens were going off from everywhere. The President's limb sped away to Parkland Hospital. Jackie Kennedy had been saying this on her way to Parkland. They have killed my husband. I have a piece of his brains in my hand. We are going back to the Dealey Plaza. While the motorcade sped away, police ran toward the grassy hill to hunt the suspected assassin or assassins. The police thought that the alleged assassins were hiding over there. Police thought that they that were near the Texas School Book Depository were alerted by witnesses that they heard gunshots coming from the building. 13.30 p.m. The president's motorcade arrived at the Parkland Hospital at 1.38. Agent Clint Hill had taken off his jacket and leaned over the president's body and announced that he's dead. Alright, we're gonna go back. Most of the witness Dealey Plaza thought the shots came from the Texas Scoper Depository, and so did the patrol. Baker reported seeing pigeons flying from the building. He ran into the building along with the building manager, Roy Chorley. When they got to the second floor, they saw Oswald drinking a Coke. Oswald left the building at 12.35 p.m. after he had left the building. By 12, uh, what? By 1.22 p.m., police found a rifle hiding behind bushes at the sixth floor. J.K. was officially declared dead by doctors at 1 o'clock. By 1.26 p.m., LBJ left it. On Air Force One, by 1.30, the official announcement was made. The Secret Service needed to take the body back to D.C., but the doctors and police and a judge told them they could not give them JFK body under the Texas law until an official autopsy is done. After the awards exchange, a fight broke out and guns were pulled. Secret Service stole the body and sped away towards the Air Force One. At 2.38 p.m., LBJ was sworn in as the 36th president. And that's going to wrap up the podcast.